my problem you're my problem because you're always causing that attitude you've got, actually, you've got problem. attitude problem no, don't just repeat back to me what you said to me can we not start like this well I know you are but what am I oh I love that comeback that is one of the best comebacks ever I know you are but what am I no matter what <laughs> someone says to you no matter what anyone says to you if you turn around even if you've like had a road rage incident you stood in the middle of an A road and it's all someone's taking their shirt off and they're coming at you no matter what they say if you say I know you are, but what am I? There's nothing they can do about it. I, I think you can't nothing. really do it anymore. And also, we used to do it when we were kids, but your mum is just the greatest. Your mum. The greatest one. Your mum. No, yeah. that's your mum. You're an idiot. Your mum's an idiot. I used to, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but you can't do it anymore because people, you know, they might have different, you know, they might, you don't, don't, don't insult people's mums. You know, it's, different nice, times, it? it's different times, mate. It's different times, mate. Apologies for the shambolic start to this, but this is just what happens uh, when when this podcast ends and the music fades up. We just sit here arguing amongst ourselves. It's Bush's board game thing, powered by the amazing people at Zatu Games, the weekly games podcast about friends meeting up to play games, getting on with each other. Your acquaintances at best. Your acquaintances acquaintances at best. uh, And chatting about those games and the conversations that are sparked by sitting around a table together, which is a great thing. Uh, Let's get straight into this. We love it when you lot end up buying and playing and trying out games based on our recommendations. Hello to Phil Coulson, who's got in touch via at Board Game Thing on Instagram. He's tried Arkham Noir, which we recommended the other week, and he sent us some lovely photos. He lost, as we all did, pretty much. We didn't, he didn't solve the case, but it's a fantastic little card game. Have a look at that if you like your film noir or um, HP Lovecraft books. And it's solo play as well, which is a great thing. And one other thing I wanted to bring up at the start of this episode uh, is an interesting... Uh, um, rivals theme that's popped up on our group whatsapp chat our board game thing group whatsapp chat if you remember a couple of weeks ago eloise posted a photo on our board game thing instagram of her cat called what's your cat called dotty dotty next to a game uh and it got loads more likes and interaction than anything else we've put on our board game thing instagram <laughs> uh, and brian you've had your nose put out of joint a little bit because it's all been about dotting yeah. all the, we- the meetings yeah, this week because i've got i've got a, a black lab who is far cuter than dotty and i feel like uh the social media team have not been supporting my dog as much as they've support- been supporting i mean when i say social media team it's eloise who puts the post up uh <laughs> eloise you've not been supporting my my cuter dog who I think could, let's face it, sell board games better than 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 your cat. So watch this space because well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some. I, listen, I'm an, I know about social media. I've heard of the TikTok. I've heard of the TikTok. Your TikToks. I've heard of Facebook and into the Instagram. I, I'm gonna Would get you, on board and I'm gonna. Dodge cats. Okay, well we'll pit them against each other. Well, let's then. do that. But my concern is this, right? Cats, very very sedentary, lazy animals, will just sit next to stuff. Your dog, as far as I can tell, Brian, eats everything you own and is absolutely mental. So how are you going to get to sleep? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, to be to be fair, that's a very interesting point, Andy. Because whenever we play a board game, we have to put him out of the room because he'll just walk across the board game. Because we often play on the floor, he'll just walk <laughs> across the board game and will eat as many cards or meeples or pieces as he can. Yeah. So look, that's just that's just a detail, and I'm going to iron that out. Well, watch this space. We're going to go head to head this week on Instagram. Uh, Eloise's cat called. Dotty. Versus Brian's dog, this called Tig, and we'll get into why he's called it that at a later date. Well, it's his name. That's why he's called it because it's his name. It's got no vowels in it. The entire name is just consonants. It's really annoying. It's Irish. <laughs> Bush's board game thing. So this week's episode is all about vampire games. The um, children of the night. 
calling me? What is that? What is that? You've is done that, that a couple of times. What's that, the that is, end that, bit that as well? Is, that, what do you mean? Come on, come on, let me... <clears throat> I could do it again, actually. Well, you did, well you didn't ask you to, better. but... Okay. I'm just going to back off the mic a little bit. All right. The children yeah. of the night <laughs> calling me. It's it's Gary Oldman <laughs> chewing the scenery in Bram Stoker's Dracula. People go on about Gary Oldman being a great actor, and he is a great actor, but he's only become a great actor in the last 15 years or so when he's just calmed down. He spent most of his early career overacting. So is that the Dracula where he has hair like uh, his hair and it gets compared to, uh, well, who's the elderly football manager who uh, used to manage Middlesbrough and stuff like that? Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. That's the thing. So he's got hair yeah, like yeah. Neil Warnock in the yes, Dracula. Yes, yes, yes. Gary Oldman, the one that is Mo, Big Mo from EastEnders' sister. Yes, brother. In real life. Big, oh. big Mo from EastEnders' his sister. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's some amazing Oldman facts there. I, I mean, I don't know... Oh, it, do you want to hear it, an even better Oldman fact? Go on, then. Gary Oldman is younger than Gary Newman. No, 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 no. Gary Newman, oh, yeah. Gary Newman... Is older than Gary Youngman. You're saying the same, but the other way round. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sh- shut up, pair of you. Shut up. Let's get this right. This is the worst. Fact Gary ever. Newman, old man, old man and new man. Yeah, I said young man. I got really confused there. There's no Gary Youngman. <laughs> Gary, Gary Youngman. Newman. Gary New- Youngman. Gary Newman. Hey man. Youngman. Gary Gary Newman. Oh my god. Older than Gary Oldman. Make sense? I don't know if he does. Gary Gary Newman, you think would Gary be younger Newman. than Gary Oldman, but Gary Newman <laughs> is older than Gary Oldman. I mean, <laughs> we've heard you say it about eight times now. I don't know. What's I don't know happening. what's going on with this. Ca- ca- no, no, no. It's very Carol simple. It's very simple. Saying, very, simple. very simple. Gary Old. Oh, let me say it differently. No. Then. Gary Oldman. No. Gary Oldman. No. Gary Oldman is younger than Gary Newman. Thank you very people much. People are switching off as we speak right now. People are going. I'll knock it on the head. I'll join them next week. That's that's what you're doing to this episode of board game thing. Uh, vampire games. Very, very popular uh, in the board gaming world. Uh, it's just a great topic for board games and stuff like that. We'll get to some ga- uh, vampire game recommendations in a second. Um, what are our thoughts on vampires? Are there any good vampire movies? I mean, Brian's done uh, his impressions there of uh, Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's Bram Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, that is not a good movie. That is not a good... good is that the one with Keanu uh, Reeves doing terrible British accent in it as well? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yep, yep. so we've got a good vampire movie. I don't know if I've seen a good vampire yes, movie. but Blade. My favourite... Blade is the oh, best yeah, vampire. Oh yeah, Blade is good because yeah. it has a vampire disco at the beginning. Wesley Snipes. Loves yeah, to go to a he goes disco. to the vampire. I'd love to get, exactly a vampire disco. Who thought that vampires oh, have a nightlife? They're life? very sexy, aren't they? They're what? Very sexy. Sexy the bit vampires. Spring, sprinklers come on, and it's just blood. But that's weird though, because that the equivalent of that in a in a club would be sprinklers come burgers. on and like burgers come out <laughs> or cheesy <laughs> chips. <laughs> or, do you know what I mean? That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. You might think about how hungry yeah, you used to be right. at the end of a night on a night out. Imagine if like chips and burgers and chicken nuggets came down from <laughs> yeah. the ceiling. Oh. They find food very, yeah, it's very <laughs> sexy. It's like a, a little kink for them, isn't it? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's what puts me off vampires, yeah, the, the whole sex thing with the blood. Because blood isn't sexy. Sexy blood. No, it's not sexy at all. But Eloise? And, and nor is like... Burgers, really. I mean, it's true. Yeah, but bur- yeah, we never, um, we never said they were though, Eloise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I find burgers quite sexy. A nice burger. Sausages, is, is sausages, yes. Obviously, sausages. But burgers. What are you talking about? <laughs> sexy, <laughs> sexy sausages. sausages. Um, my favourite vampire film is um, What We Do in the Shadows, which is Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Saint Clement um, from. 
Oh, what's their thing? Flight of the Concords. Yeah. But it's hilarious. So it's like, imagine The Office, but with vampires. So, for instance, they run into a bunch of werewolves and they get into a little row with the werewolves and the werewolves are like, hang on, we're werewolves. We're not swearwolves because they're like swearing. Yeah. And then they'll be to the camera and they'll be like, hello, this is my den. Uh, this is someone I killed earlier. I've stolen their clothes. And so they're talking to the camera. I'm trying to do that. I like accent. it. I like that it's accent. very well. And then like they're trying to get in um, a club and um but they need to be invited in because that's the rules uh, of vampires yes, yeah. so they're like uh, with the club bouncer and they're like we're just going to go to this hip and happening club um and they're like i'd love to come in here what do you say and then they're like uh yeah next in line they're like oh no um but would you like me to come in and they're and they're trying to beat the system and get invited it seems like there's quite a lot of rules and regulations with being a vampire we'll get we we, as you will find out very shortly in our in our gameplay clip um there are rules you didn't even realize or or, or facets of the the vampire character that you didn't even realize let's get to the clip then so uh we played this week a game called thousand year old vampire by tim hutchins Uh, it's an unusual game it's quite hard to find i'm going to be honest with you but they they do kickstarter campaigns and you're Sometimes you can find it in your your favourite local game store kind of thing. But it's a book with a load of prompts in it and allows you to write the story of a vampire. And it's different every time because you roll dice and jump that many little prompts along. So to no two stories are ever the same. It's a really good thing for letting your imagination go wild. You can you can do it on your own, like on a, on a train trip, or you can sit down as we did as a group and create the vampire story together. And this is what happens when we played Thousand Year Old Vampire. This is A Thousand Year Old Vampire by Tim Hutchins. And it's an unusual thing because you—it's uh, full of prompts which make you uh, think and then write a story of a vampire that you create, whether it's on your own or together, like we're going to do right now. Okay, well, look, the first bit of the book is you've got to create your vampire. Okay, so we're going to create our vampire together. All right, we're all involved in this story choice. So it says, start by imagining a person in the distant past. What era are we going to go for? That's the first question. I want to do it in the 60s. I really want him to be like free love, hippie wearing flowers in the hair. Okay, I'm writing down the birthday. So for the 60s, we want him to be, what, 25 in 1966. So 1966 minus 25 is what? It's born in 1941. Right, this maths bit is is quite non-vampire-y. You have to come up with an experience of pre-vampire. What did this person do before they became a vampire? If it's the swinging 60s, fashion photographer in London or or San Francisco. You need three mortals. Create three people that uh, the vampire knows. These are characters that are going to pop up in the vampire story that we can use as a narrative construct. Three people. Let's do one each. Dave is best mate. Best mate, Dave. <laughs> Fred. Fred. What does Fred do? What's Fred's uh, role in this vampire's life? Does Fred know the vampire in the before life? Before life. This is this is the this is like the backstory to the vampire. Okay, he was a school friend, and once Fred dobbed in the vampire who was not a vampire at the time for nicking all his sweets. Curiously uh, detailed backstory there, Eloise. Specific. Right, Andy, what do you want to do? <laughs> what about um, Logan, a German guy who runs a coffee shop? And our, our vampire, Logan, would go in there. It's called Logan's Run, the coffee shop. It's way before the film came out. And then the, our, our vampire would go in there for a coffee. And... and do beat poetry. Has our vampire got a name, by the way? That's a good point. Pierce. Oh, yeah, because he will pierce your throat. <laughs> I like it. It's... Last thing, create an immortal. This is the creature that gifted your vampire with unlife. So what happened? He was bitten by someone who's passed it on to him and then that thing's got on with its life and off you go. I think it was a lady 
and she was oh he, maybe he was photographing he was photoing her uh, photographing her I can't why do I can't speak <laughs> can't say the word photographing her he was photographing her at a fashion shoot that's it yeah. he was like can we do it at dawn and she was like no I don't want to do it at dawn and he was like fine I'll meet you at midnight at a car park and we'll do it there yeah it's a bit of uh, Austin Powers about this whole swinging 60s thing what, what's her name I want her to be a countess yeah countess Villainhelm. <laughs> And her family goes back thousands of years, and she, maybe she's like 400 years old or something. Got it, right, great, fine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's got a streak of, streak of hair, white streak of hair, and plastic cigarette holder. And that is it. So we've got the, the she bit him, obviously, when they're doing a pho- photography thing, he the, then becomes a vampire. Why can no one go, say that? Photography thing, photography Photographizing. <laughs> so you've just been bitten in your blood hunger. You destroy someone close to you. I think there's an obvious candidate to be eaten here. Oh, yeah, Fred. What do you think, Eloise? Fred. Yeah. So we now get the skill called Bloodthirsty, so we can use that in our narrative. Right, well, let's do our first random roll then. So we're going to roll a ten-sided dice and a six-sided dice right here. Here we go. Right, so the ten-sided dice is a nine. The six-sided dice is a two. You don't need to be a mathematician to work out. That means we move for seven prompts to prompt eight. And the next part of our story, and it's this. Oh, you are recognised for what you are by another creature like yourself. Create an immortal character and gain a skill. What did you lose to them? So we get we get kind of found out by another vampire. Who can we bump into? It's another vampire by mistake, and then they take someone off us. Right. It's a dog. It's a vampire dog. Vampire dog. <laughs> he's wandering around. He's uh, he's been uh, feeding on uh, tourists in um, uh, near the Golden Gate Bridge. He sees a dog, it's a Labrador. He looks at it, dog looks back at him, and then he hears a voice saying, wait, this is my patch, pal, and he looks around, there's no one there, and it's the dog communicating <laughs> telepathically. In the, in the movie of this, in the movie of this, which actor does the voice of the dog in the mind of Pierce? The comedian. Just so we can hear it in our heads. Um, Kevin Hart. So we lose a resource, that would be our patch. We get, to, it's almost like um, being chucked out of a certain bit of turf in, in like a... In a war, isn't it? War amongst vampires. Um, we've got to gain a skill as a result of it. What, what have we learned from this that we can then take on board as a skill? Um, the, we have got the power of telepathy now. Yes, because we can hear a dog talk in our head. Yeah. Some mortals have banded together to hunt you down. Well-armed and wise to your tricks. How do you def- Have they got pitchforks? They probably have. How do you defeat them? Create a mortal hunter that becomes someone that tries to track you down. Now, the key thing about this this game is it doesn't all have to be set in the 60s. This might be, because we're going to be ancient, we might be, this might be in like 1989 now. So maybe should we jump forwards in time and we're being hunted? No. No? No, I think we should jump forward only a few years to Vietnam. We're in Vietnam. Yes. Yes, we're in Vietnam. We, get, we, we end up going to Nam. Why do we go to the Nam? We just get conscripted. We just fancy going. Like helicopters, like going up in helicopters that have got no doors. Well, it's just like a free-for-all feast. You don't have to do any work because there's so many dead people around. Yeah, exactly. And we can we can do the dead bodies. We can get the dead fresh dead bodies. That's why we go. Can they eat dead bodies or do they do they eat dead bodies though? But if they're fresh, they can have the blood. Hard to tell, isn't it? What happens is the the in the Da Nang Valley, the Viet Cong and the American soldiers on patrol, yeah. listening to classic sixties music as they do uh, while they're on patrol, holding yeah. their rifles up above their heads in paddy fields. Lots of voodoo child stuff like that. They all work out what's going on and they band together. I mean, Hollywood, if you're listening, this is amazing to try and defeat us, the vampire. But he also communicates to all the birds that are in the jungle. 
And they all fly at the mortals and peck them. What an, what an ending. That is fantastic. A little bit like bringing in the whole Hitch, Hitchcock, the birds thing. Yes. They get they actually land on his head. Get that, get off. And we need to end this with uh, someone that becomes like a, uh, a mortal, is a mortal enemy of ours. It's like a, a Van Helsing of our era. Who, who would it be? What's a good name for this person? Is it? He's either Viet Cong, maybe he's... Let's have a Viet Cong name. General Dojon Lee. No. No? No, no, no. I've got even be- an even better story. Go on. So... I slowly hunt them all down, kill them all. So can one you stop saying I? Because it's not just you; it's me and Eloise as well. Yeah, yeah we, we, we we are peers. We are peers. We we are we are legion. All that stuff. Yeah. We 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 hunt them down, right? However. Yeah. And then an American uh, soldier and a female Viet Cong commander. They get together in the end. Sexy, sexy stuff. Bit of rumpity pumpity, uh, because you know, in extreme situations, that sort of thing happens. She's the one lone survivor, and it's changed her. She becomes, you know, a terrible person because of it. Yeah. But she gives birth to a child. Yeah. Who is the child of both the American soldiers and the Viet Cong? Yeah, it's gonna be quite a long diversion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grows up really angry that his parents, that his dad, got killed, and his mum was never quite the same from. Pierce the vampire from San Francisco who can talk to vampire dogs wow. that may or may not sound like Kevin Hart yeah and <laughs> grows up to to hunt us you know down and and be our mortal enemy we need to give him a name right or her or her let's give, let's make it a female crystal something or other with a K what about crystal parrot's beak because parrot's beak is a part of Vietnam what is it well, it's only, I only know that because being a histor- historical board gaming bore, um, GMT Games is Fire in the Lake, my favourite board game of all time. It's got a map of Vietnam. And I've always thought, oh, Parrot Speak's quite a funny name. This is a, we're going to lock this in, yeah? This, we're locking this in, Crystal Parrot Speak. I mean, we've got Fred, Dave and Piers, so... And Logan, <laughs> who runs Logan's Run. And what's her special powers? <laughs> Maybe Pierce has injured her mum, so she's not quite a vampire, but she's got certain vampiric tendencies. So maybe Crystal can be really sensitive to the sun. Not like vampire level, but she has to wear Factor 50. Like a ginger person. Like a ginger person. She has to wear Factor 50 everywhere <laughs> she goes. Yeah. Well, like my mum has to sit with like under a tree if you're on holiday with like a wet towel on her legs and stuff. It's not really a superpower though, is it? But fair enough. It's a, it's a drawback, if anything. But but there you go. That's, that's a great story. And I just want to, like Brian said earlier on, Hollywood, if you're listening, call us up, yeah? As, as the scribe, let me just take you through what we've done today, yeah? Are you yeah. happy with this? Yeah. So, Pierce St. Clement is a fashion photographer from uh, San Francisco, circa 1966. His best mate's just someone called Dave, who we've not really fleshed out. It's Dave. Fred. Fred, <laughs> who he's really unreasonably killed because he once told his mum that he stole some Swizzlers, yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. we're sticking with this, yeah, yeah? Yeah. Locking it in. Did we ever come back to Dave, by the way? No, never come back to Dave. He's a very, no. very mysterious man. Um, Logan, who runs a coffee shop where the whole... It's called Logan's Run, and you have to leave after 30 minutes, which seems like a really weird business plan, if you ask me. It's good, though, if you've got the laptop idiots there. It's a good point. I bet in the 60s, he was slightly ahead of his game because people are just reading and that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't even know about Starbucks. doesn't know about... He doesn't know what's coming, mate. He doesn't know what's coming. Um, Countess Villenhelm, who was the vampire that turned Pierce and Clement into a uh, vampire. Vampire. And she was on a, ph- a photographer's yeah. session. He's eating his best mate, Fred, <laughs> with the bloodlust. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel any guilt at all. Has he completely eaten him? I just want to clarify that. Does he completely eat, like, eat yeah, all the of whole, Yeah, the whole thing. Just so his shoes are left and stuff just, like that. Yeah, literally. No, everything apart from the clothes. 
Uh, even his pelvis, which is quite a feat. That'd be, oh, that'd be terrible. He's been run out of a certain section of San Francisco by uh, a Labrador vampire dog who's got the voice of Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, he can speak to animals. He's like a Doctor Doolittle vampire. Yeah, but he doesn't want. He doesn't want to speak to him. Yeah, and for no reason at all, he went to Vietnam just to, for, <laughs> for the buffet. For the buffets on option. All you can eat. And he accidentally created a mortal enemy called Crystal Parrot's Beak. <laughs> Who doesn't really have any powers, but no. has to wear, you know, the kids sun cream you get from Boots. Yeah, spray on. Okay, great. Yeah, seems like, yeah, it, like like you say, Andy, if, if Hollywood are out there listening, we own all the rights to that and we're willing to sell them for uh, £2 million. <laughs> that was Thousand Year Old Vampire. So there you go, Thousand Year Old Vampire. If you can find it and get hold of it, I would I would hugely urge it. I think you can buy it as a PDF as well. You don't necessarily have to get the hardback version of it, which is one of the great things about um, books and games like this. Uh, what are our thoughts on the game? It was good fun creating a character, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, especially... I didn't really re- realise how weird and wonderful we'd gone until Brian did the summary at the end <laughs> and a- absolutely killing me laughing that about Logan's run and you've got to be out by 30, in 30 seconds and the telepathy like I'm not being weird. I'm not I'm not being hi, hyperbolic no that's not the words damn it can't do the words right today uh, hyper hyper hyperbole I'm not speaking hyperbole when I say still not right um that I think Hollywood would want to buy that office. So I think, I think we should band yeah. together and, yeah. st- and start a film company because that is a tip top script already. Well, if I, mean, I was that's you, the first that's the first 45 minutes of the screenplay done. We've already got um Kevin Hart in as the dog. Yep. So, you know, watch this have space. I mean, this might... Have you got his number? Let's see if we can get him to I think I've got his email, Kevin Hart at Blue Yonder. Oh. No, he's Stop Gmail me. now because Blue Yonder, they're not providing um, updates for it anymore. So they're, is that what it is? Oh, okay. across. Yeah, he said it's really awkward, obviously, because he, he's got all his old files and all his old emails on there. But Apparently, you know, all of his, whenever he emails anyone, it goes straight to people's spam and it's absolutely doing his head in as well. Exactly, but watch this yeah. space. This, this could be one of our last podcasts because obviously we're going to get picked up by Hollywood. So well, let's just see what happens. Uh, yeah, and Brian, your thoughts on the game? It's a good little way of creating some stuff and having a, uh, having fun because vampire stuff doesn't have to be serious. Like Eloise said earlier on about, um, what was that comedy program about the vampires? What we do in the shadows. Like Eloise said earlier on about what we do in the shadows, it, um, it, vampires can also be, can be dead serious and kind of creepy and scary but also quite funny as well which is yeah, yeah a lot of people don't realize dracula had a sense of humor he was just a guy like us you know um i loved it because uh <laughs> if you said to somebody oh write a book or write a story for fun or do a screenplay they'd be like oh i don't know how to do it whether that it's sort of entry level it gets you you can you realize actually you can do this sort of stuff for fun and have a bit of a laugh with it and it's great yeah i really liked it uh, do you know what as well? Uh, there's a few people who use this book for, uh, if you ever get writer's block and you've got to do creative stuff, then apparently this is really good for getting your creative juices flowing as oh, well. Oh, I imagine thing. it would be. Which is literally good. what I just said, guys. That's literally why are you just making my point. But I think I said it better. To, yeah, you know, you, right, you did. You're back to the Oldman Newman way of speaking, so we just didn't take it in. <laughs> So last week on Board Game Thing, a question kind of bubbled up in the middle of the conversation. And bearing in mind, I've been in this hobby for quite a long time now. I was quite ashamed of myself. I didn't have an answer for it. The the question was from Eloise. And the question was this. Why are meeples, when it comes to the little board game people that you use, wooden meeples, why are they called meeples? Because they're Uh, meat people, obviously. They're they're made of meat and they're people. They're not made of meat. I I remember you giving that suggestion. That's not it. it That's clearly what it is. If If it's not that, then I'll eat my hat. I haven't got a hat, but whatever. Well, you might want to get one because have a little listen to this. Eloise has got some info and intel that's coming on the wires on our Instagram at Board Game Think. 
Yeah, a couple of people said that it's because they're a cross between a maple leaf and people. Uh, Lucia said mm. that. Also, what? Adam, what? 1966, and Graham Unsworth all said that. Yeah. What? Um, but... Would you mean? Wait, 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 just back up. Would you mean a maple leaf and people? I don't understand. Well, well, they're like people they look... made out of the shape of maple leaves. It does look a bit like a maple leaf. But lots oh, of people seem to think I that. I see. Right, okay. But it turns out that the real reason. Uh, it was coined back in the year 2000. This is coming from Tom at Porcupine and also Martin, Trolley Cat. Um, during a game of Carcassonne, Carcassonne, or Carcassonne to boring people, um, Alison Hansel, apparently she fused my and people to describe the wooden figures used by each player. Well, there you go. Now we know that's oh. why they're called meeples. You can, obviously, you can people can email at podcast.zatu.co.uk. I've got an email here from uh, Professor Sampson, who is the uh, <laughs> head of the International Board Game Federation. Right. He said, sure, sure. Uh, he's, he said... What's he said? Uh, hi, hi, Brian. Big fan of the show. Right. Um, Did he mention us at all? No, he right, okay. says, hi, Brian. Big big fan of the show. Um, why is it called Bush's board game thing, by the way? That's a good point. What, he's, Brian, email, he's me and Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's said that. This is just like, this bit's in brackets. Right. Uh, because the alliteration of Brian's board game thing would work. I was like, yeah, I'd never thought of that. Thanks, Professor Sampson. Anyway, right, okay. Professor Sampson, head of the International Board Game Federation, also says they're called meeples because uh, it's it's meat. They're people made of meat. No, it's Meep- not. Meeples. No. Uh, and that's the official International Board Game Federation uh, say, uh, ruling on that. So that's it's interesting that we finally... Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll check him. What's his name? So, what's his name? Just so we can check him out and check Pref- out his credentials. Professor yeah. Sampson from the International Board Game mm. Federation in, what's his first in name? Switzerland, Bern. He hasn't left it. He hasn't but left it. You must know but, it because but, you're so close. Yeah, no, I know him very, very well, but he, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving his first name to you. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair, oh, fair enough. <laughs> sure, it's not for sure. me to say. And also, I can't because that of GDPR sense. rules in the UK. Yeah, no, so. that's, that's a good point. We shouldn't have asked. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have put you in that position. Uh, <laughs> staying with our um, email inbox, podcast at zatu.co.uk, uh, it's time for Eloise's board game character backstory, uh, bespoke backstory service. Um, and we've had an email in with a request, didn't we? We've, we've had a, this yeah. week is a yes. request, right? We have. It's from Professor Sampson. Again, he says, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian... <laughs> Have you considered going solo? <laughs> no. Is that what he said? What the... Yeah, yeah. It's from, uh, it's from Robert. Uh, he says, Eloise, weird one, but can you do the backstory of the person holding the Yahtzee cup in Yahtzee? I feel there's an amazing backstory there, even though we can only see their hands. Well, he would be right. So the hand from Yahtzee belongs to founding member of, of Dyson Men. And so right. his name is Of, of, of Dyson, Dyson Men. What's that? Of dice and men. It's a play yeah, on no, of mice it? and men. <laughs> you know, well, I know I'll tell that, you. But what is... Okay, fine. I was just Hold the line caller. His name is Dave, as mentioned before. <laughs> really yeah. struggle with names. That Dave. <laughs> so it's just another Dave. Um, oh, just pr- so just so, quickly, because the inbox is being yeah. Professor Sampson's just okay, emailed again. Sure. Just, can we move this along? <laughs> <laughs> you took up too much time speaking to Professor Sampson that you went into my time. I, I agree um, with Pref- Professor Sampson's right on this on this one, though. It is it's stalling at the beginning, Eloise. Because <laughs> of you guys. 
asking about off mice and men. So anyway, Dave, Dave, has, oh shut so up. Formed a gr- what's the group though of Dyson men? Right? So of Dyson men uh, right. is a group of students from Harvard University, and they formed this little group of their pals. They're all good at math and sport, and between them, they learned the craft of dice throwing and practice this with an aim to travel to Vegas in an attempt to make their fortune in a trip they called Breaking Vegas. Like it. After many weekends getting dicey, beating all the old people at the Las like Vegas it. Lake Mead Care Home, yeah. beating all the old people at the Las Vegas Lake Mead Care Home, Dave comes to enjoy his luxurious life as a high roller, big player, but his devotion to Yahtzee calls him, causes him to neglect his university course it estranges him from his friends and his family. Oh, now, dear. another member of of Dyson Men called Pete becomes jealous of. His sorry, just, hang on, hang on. Someone writes down Dave and Pete. Yeah, you Dave said you said earlier on you're not that good with elaborate names. You're absolutely right. That you're you're, you're living that up that right Dave now. And Pete, where does he live? Does he live on Number One King Street? <laughs> they live Number One Harvard University, Harvard, right. Massachusetts. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so Pete becomes jealous of his wins and he works with the care home to train them up and beat Dave at his own game. Now, right. one fateful day, whilst playing June, an 86-year-old lady in the care home, who would usually be an easy $20 win, he's distracted by his failing relationships and he loses focus and loses the game. June demands her winnings, but he cannot afford to pay. June recruits heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's big money. June recruits a heavy who beats Dave up and steals his winnings from his dorm room. Now, Dave, with a plan of retribution uh, and wanting some riches to return, he goes to the care home disguised as someone else. This is taking a dark turn. This is a weird, you know, okay, fine, go on. He's borrowed money off a friend to front the playing stakes and he's honed his wrist actions to toss with the best of them. He proceeds to beat 86-year-old June and win $120, which doubles his losses. He flees on his bike only disco- to discover where he's home. Can I ask a question? Can I yeah. st- stop you there just quickly? Why have they try and, Why have they gone to try and make their fortune in Las Vegas but are only playing in care homes? Surely <laughs> they want to go to... You can't a play Yahtzee really at the casino. So I was trying to lead you to thinking that it was going big. But then, obviously, you can't right. actually play Yahtzee in a big, in a hot, so the whole Las Hollywood Vegas casino, thing was a complete so. dead end. Well, she's at the Las Vegas Lake Mead Care Home. It's got great oh, facilities and stuff. So, uh, yeah, okay, no, no, it's no, a good point. Carry on, carry on. Good point. Anyways, so uh, he discovers when he's home that the money's monopoly money, and June has all along been working with crafty Pete, and he has been, and Dave has been double crossed yet again by the jealous friend who switched the cash. So Dave is unable to pay his tuition fees and complete his course to graduate. So he flunks. The friend who loaned him the money is hunting him down, and now he's on the run, destitute and hungry. Pete goes on to form a group with June and her friend Hilda from the care home, and they call themselves the Three Blind Mice. That's due to the fact that a dice-throwing incident caused them all to go blind when a, a rogue throw hit them in the eyes. Like it. Nice little flurry at the end there. That's fantastic, Eloise. What, uh, who'd have thought that that, that story, that uh, story of kind of ups and downs of life and yeah. crime and betrayal... Down, downs yeah. and downs as well. A lot of down, like, particularly like a bit where he was going... Lots of going, going to a, a care home to threaten an elderly lady was yep. was quite dark, wasn't and it? And so that's the well, story no, the, of the guy elderly lady threatened on. the guy. That's yeah. fine. But he yeah, was okay. taken advantage of an elderly lady, so it's fine. 
He's a bit of a wrong in this, this guy in the front of the Yahtzee, isn't he? Yeah, I, it's, uh, I just think he's twice more. I, I, yeah, I, I, was, I like that, Eloise. It's very good. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, okay. You done. doubted what me at the beginning. What would, have, what would have made it 8 or 9 out of 10 would have been had we had more of a story behind the beautifully manicured hands of his. Beautiful I feel hands, like you could have done it? more with that. Let us know what you think. Would you like to hear more about the beautiful manicured hands or would you like a different uh, board game character given a backstory by our very own Eloise? Drop us an email, podcast at zatu.co.uk. Here are some other uh, vampire games that you might want to have a little look at because it's such a great theme and people really get into it. Uh, it's the old classic Fury of Dracula. I remember playing this when I was like 12 or 13 years old. It was with Games Workshop back in the day. I think it's a different uh, company producing now. What's but- he furious about? He's at, he's, um, What's the furious? He's, at, he's interrailing. He's interrailing around Europe, and you're Van Helsing and one other guy that tries to capture Dracula. I can't remember what his name is. And you've got to try and trap him. One player is uh, Dracula, and it's like a hidden movement thing, and the other two people have to try and corner him in Europe and work out where he is. And it's a really, really cool game. That's, that's still going strong, Fury of Dracula. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade has three different little split-off games that are out for it at the moment. Vampire the Masquerade Heritage... Very, very good. Rivals, a good little two-player card game. And then one game that we've got at home, which I absolutely love, our 11-year-old loves this game, even though it's kind of got the vampire theme because it looks so cool and it's really quick playing. It's called Vampire the Masquerade Vendetta, which is based, I think, in a over like a futuristic kind of cyberpunk-style vampire world in the future in Canada or something like that, or Chicago or something it's like not, that. Not it's very cool. Punk, though. Does, it stri- does it stray into steampunk? There are no goggles or any or top hats. There's none okay, of that. Fine. It's not stinky. Okay, but fine, fine. It's the future. Uh, other other great games that have kind of got a bit of a vampire theme. Uh, Escape the Dark Castle, which is an old classic. One Night Ultimate Vampire, which is really good. And I'm going to chuck Horrified into the mix as well, which is a game that came out not that long ago. But you don't just play as Dracula, but you play as like um, all the big villains from the world of uh, you know. A horror movie such as like Frankenstein's monster and stuff like that. Here's a good one. Are there any games about familiars, Andy? Familiars is in what? How do you mean? As in the guys that are um, the people that look after the vampires, they make sure their coffins all clean. They go around. Say if they're coming into a new village, they'll go around and get victims for the vampires and stuff. You know, and like they that's hope basically they'll be like, turned into a vampire at some point. Hope to get yeah. like a, an upgrade. No, there is, you know, there isn't anything like that. There's a couple of games where you create a dungeon and then try and lure, um, um, you know, players in and, and trap them in your dungeon. Like I like that idea of like there was a great video game. Um, uh, called, it was like an evil mastermind, evil genius, I think it was called, where you, you set up a bond lair and then try to lure in superheroes and <laughs> kill them, which is quite funny. But I'd like that. That'd be good, like, um, you know, because the, the, the hunchback guy that used to help out in uh, Frankenstein's Monsters, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all that kind of thing, that would have been Eagle. good. Eagle. Eagle, that would have been it. Just a bit of, you know, a game around Eagle or something. Do you know what I mean? They should do something yep. like that. Well, have a little look um, on Zatu's website now because there's a load of good horror horror games out there at the moment. I don't just mean like scary, oh my God, I'm going to have nightmares horror, but kind of tongue-in-cheek fun horror as well, which is fantastic. Right, it's time for Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. After a disappointing um, backstory from Eloise, I'm going to bring it home. Don't worry, I've got some good facts this week. Hey, that's not fair. I I would say it's... I was going to say as well, I still am quite uh, impressed with your poppy seed vampire counting backstory. Yeah, from I should have used that earlier on. This in the facts here, but I've got so many great facts I didn't need it really, mate. So it's just like a spare one, you know. Just okay. I've got, I've got facts Different. coming out of my ass. Uh, That's nice. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, the word vampire 
comes from the Albanian word, which means dampir. And do you know what that means? No. Nope. Dampir. It means, to drink with, it means to drink with your teeth. Oh. So that's where you get the word vampire from, is to drink with your teeth, because obviously Wouldn't they're biting good? your neck. Wouldn't that be amazing? So the thing about vampire, I've not really thought about this before, but main, the main thing about vampire, sucking blood by drinking with your teeth. Imagine doing that for beer or uh, spirits or well, you do. I think soup. some people do Why? do that when they, have, when they drink their beer and they're drinking it so fast their teeth are... are um, Bare are, their uh, teeth. Cl- oh, clicking yeah. on the glass. Yeah, yeah. Call that a vampire so like that. pint. You know like when you that. see people do the drinking with their mouths wide open rather than like, they're not around, not lips around the cup, they're doing that. <laughs> do you see that <laughs> yeah they, they bare their teeth and almost trying to eat yeah. the glass it freaks me out yeah. it really freaks Weather me Spoon's out vampire that's what you call it should be called Hello, a he's doing an impression vampire. of it right now yeah my friend Jeff does that when he's drinking a pint little pinky finger up in the air and then he bares his teeth when he's drinking very very strange never, behaviour I've never downed a pint can't do it I don't I've want never to do it pint. either I've never downed You've a pint downed either you've a pint Eloise no nope. anyway next fact this is a bit of a tongue in cheek fact uh, vampires invented baths. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. But as in a, uh, sitting in the bath, they invented baths. Sitting, they invented baths, sort of. So, so. Have you ever heard of um, a person called Elizabeth Bathory? No. No. She was a Hungarian noble, and you've probably heard the story that she was she would she was basically a massive serial killer, and she killed. Up to what they think is up to six hundred servants in the uh, and peasants in the in the fifteen hundreds, because she believed their blood would make her skin uh, her skin sort of younger and and tighter, and she used to get them and she would drain their blood into like a, oh. a container and uh, bathe in these people's blood, and then a lot of people say this is where the word bathtub comes from, or a blood bath. It's because she would, although the word bath has existed before then, but essentially you could argue that vampires (laughs) are the basis for modern bathing, which is a bit thin. That's a stretch. It's a stretch. Because she was called Elizabeth Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. Modern bathing. All right, let's have this finale then. Modern bathing. Yeah. So I was going to end with that one, but I'm going to end with this one. Um, the ancient Greeks, uh, they had like versions of vampires that they thought people were vampires. uh, And they thought that when... (laughs) That when gingers died, they turned into vampires. <laughs> what? What the hell? When, so what, what, when ginger people died, they, they thought they didn't turn into vampires. Yeah. So when they thought when ginger people died, they turned into vampires, and I think that probably must have something to do with the fact that I'm, you know, I'm very fair skinned. I'm very, I'm a little bit. I used to be a little bit ginger when I was in my teens. Um, that you, you, you're not very good in the sun. So maybe that's what it was. That's a good point. Well, you, that is that could be a thing, couldn't it? If anyone does got has got the uh, definitive truth on that, do let us know at uh, podcast.zatu.co.uk. Do, do gingers turn into vampires when they die? So many questions, so little time. Brian, thank you very much for that. It's time very quickly. We're running out of time here to do the pitch where one of you guys, our Board Game Thing listeners, gets to tell us about a board game idea that you've had of a game that's yet to be made. Uh, this week on the show, it's the fantastic Alan who's come up with this. Hi, Board Game Thing. I'm Alan. And my idea for a board game is you are an urban fox. Dodging traffic, digging through bins for treasure, chasing off cats, leaving a mess for dogs to roll in, and looking for horny vixens. You only finally win after fighting for your life when you finally find, and shit on, Bush on the radio's doorstep. Thank you. Wow. I hadn't heard all of that. He, he, I didn't realise this. 
we've had a fox poo on our doorstep. Did it? You remember I mentioned it on the podcast not that long ago? It did it again the other night, and I put it, it on Twitter. Fox, wasn't a fox. What? Wasn't a fox. What do you think it was? I know who it was. If it's someone on our street, I'm going to have a real word with them because <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure it was a fox. Someone keeps saying to me, "You sure it's a fox?" Uh, but uh, I hope it is. Well, what else? What, what other animal would do a poo on the doorstep? A cat. A cat would do it. No, it would. The size a of human. The thing, a human. Oh a my dog. Word. Maybe not a dog. I think I think your prime suspects are fox, foxes, cat, or a human. The weird thing was, uh, we get we've been getting milk delivered recently. So I opened the door to find two pints of milk. It's the milkman. (laughs) And a little treat. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for that. Uh, You've won yourself a much coveted Zatu dice tray. Thank you for your company this week. Uh, Eloise and Brian, thank you very much. If there's anything you want us to talk about, mention any points you'd like to come back on, thing about gingers maybe being vampires, who knows? Uh, All you need to do to get in touch with us is send us an email, uh, podcast at zatu.co.uk, or get in touch via Instagram at boardgamething. And keep an eye out this week because Eloise's cat is going to go head-to-head with Brian's dog to see who's the best board game displayer stroke Instagram star uh, all the games we've been be talking about tonight we're not getting into it now uh, all the games we've been talking about on this episode bar I think thousand year old vampire are available on Zatu's website so check them out and we will see you in the next one thanks for listening 